0: This is a safe and neutral space here. The more open and honest you answer the questions that come up to yourself, the more effective this will be for you. Sound good? Okay, here we go. Today, I'm very excited to introduce you to Dave Sanderson. How are you doing, Dave? And where are you hanging out right now?
1: (laughs) Oh, thank you very much for having me. I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina in the United States. So thank you for having me today.
0: Well, it's a pleasure having you here today. Dave Sanderson is the president of his firm, Dave Sanderson Speaks International, based out of Charlotte. Uh, uh, On January 15, 2009, Dave was one of the last passengers of the plane that crashed into the Hudson River, best known as the Miracle on the Hudson. Considered to be the most successful uh, ditching in aviation history, he has built a career as a motivational speaker, mentor, and author recently named one of the top 100 leadership speakers in Inc.com. Dave averages over 80 speeches a year for major corporations across the world. And I think your mission to encourage others to do the right thing is remarkable. So I'm very thankful and honored uh, that I can talk to you today, Dave. Thank you
1: for having me, I'm Excited to be with you today.
0: Wonderful. So the first thing I want to know is who's your ideal client and what's the biggest challenge they face?
1: Well, my ideal client is, is an organization that is, I would say, a smaller organization that's, that doesn't have a proven program for leadership development. Uh, give you an example, maybe a 25 to 100 person organization that has has people, but they have no development program in place and looking for someone to really share it all the way around sales and, and marketing, which that's what I've done for 37 years, more about how to take your personal leadership, and instill it in and build build your team through personal leadership.
0: Excellent. And uh, you're an example of uh, great leadership, so um, people can take it from you, I guess. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, thank you. Right. And so, and, you know, we're all not perfect. So what are kind of mistakes, you know, your clients typically make when trying to solve that kind of problem?
1: Well, especially right now with the economy, the way it is, what people are looking at is the bottom line and looking Do I really want to invest this kind of money into development of my people. Cause I've got, I've got margins. I got to attend to, I've got the board I may have to speak with. But what I found last year, I did an event last week, my own event in Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas. And what I found is those leaders that were a part of that are the ones that believe that you have to invest in your people so you can drive revenue, drive growth. So, I mean, I think one of the biggest mistakes that people are having right now is looking so short term, they're not looking at the development of people. And one of the reasons I think the turnover is so high right now is people are not developing their people. And and I think that the younger generation, not picking on any generation, but I think millennials and Gen Z are looking for people to help them build them, help give them that opportunity to grow. And people who are not investing in that are the ones who are, candidly, I think, losing out.
0: Yeah, indeed, changing times uh, require new measurements and new uh, actions, of of course. So um, before I ask Dave, what is one valuable free action that our audience can easily implement? Let me quickly say something here to our audience. If you are enjoying the show so far, please rate and recommend us to someone you think could benefit from the show. Thank you in advance for spreading the word. So Dave, what is one valuable free action that our audience can implement that will help with that kind of issue?
1: Well, I think what I've done and what I learned from my mentors back with Bill when I was with Tony Robbins is there's really you know, two questions you need to ask somebody to find out what's really driving them. What's, 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 why are they doing what they're doing? And that is what's most important to you and what has to happen for you to realize that? that number one question will tell you what's important to them. But the second is they'll tell you the strategy on how you need to speak with them and, and, and interact with and connect with them. You know, those two things, and you can be basically speaking at, on their level and the modality that they're most, they reside in most, whether it's audio, visual, or kinesthetic. And all of a sudden you build instant report. You can actually help somebody add value very quickly.
0: Well, very revealing and very, very effective. So I love that approach. Uh, just two questions. Excellent insights. Yep. Thank you. Um, so um, what I want to give you also uh, the opportunity and share where people can find you. And also what is one valuable free resource that you can direct people to that will help with that kind of issue?
1: Yeah, it's, thank you very much. I'd say the easiest and fastest way is going to, going to my website, DaveSandersonspeaks.com, because that's where I put all my information. But I tell you right now, the way I, where I'm getting a lot of interaction, a lot of feedback through LinkedIn. So if you check check me out, David Sanderson on LinkedIn, that's where all everything that I put out, I'm posting first, and then disseminating out. Uh, that's number one. Number two, you know, I think it was the second question to make sure I hit it correctly.
0: Um, you know, just where people can find you. That was the first one. And yep. where, uh, if you can direct people to a free resource um, that you would like to promote.
1: Fast standing. So if you go to my website and you go to where it says books, I have issued my own magazine. It's called Moments Matters. Basically, based on my book Moments Matters, That's my, that was my second book that I put out. And I, you can get a free copy of my magazine. It comes out quarterly, and we're actually ready to put out the fall edition right now. But you'll get the summer edition, and you get some, some some resources not only from me, but I also bring another leadership expert. And in this last, and during the summer, in my summer issue, I had Holly Dowling. It really gives a tremendous insight around leadership and around cultural, culture and diversity. So that's, if you can get a free resource they can offer right now, is go online, download my magazine, and hope you'll get some insights from that.
0: Uh, wonderful. Thank you for sharing, Dave. Uh, of course, we'll put the link in the show description. So what's the one question I should have asked you that would be of great value to our audience?
1: Um, that's a great, great question. There's a lot of questions you, you, that I think that people would want to know. But I think one of the questions that, that people really ask me is, you know, why did my mentor choose me? Uh, and, and the answer to that question is, I actually write about that in my book because I get, I, I would get that question occasionally. It's like you, you had, you're very fortunate to have mentors come in your life. And I think yes, people come in your lives for a reason and a purpose. And, but I think the reason he chose me is because he was looking for someone to leave his legacy to. And his name was Bill, he was 77 years old when I first met him back in 1983. Uh, so I was a young buck, I was 22, 23 years old, and he was 77. But I think the reason he, he selected me, because he, he was towards the end of his career. He uh, owned 80 movie theaters and restaurants in North and South Carolina over his career since 1929. And I think he was looking for someone to let, young enough to be able to leave it to and be able to pass it on. So I think you know, that was the one question that, you know, when I get rarely asked. Uh, they, people know, who know my story know about my mentors. and I'm very blessed. But, you know, I think the big question is why, why you? You know, I mean, there's thousands of people he could have chosen. Why in 1983 did he choose me? And I think that's the one question that I would ask and I would like to find out. Because I think everybody is looking for somebody who can mentor them. Because I think it's incumbent on you and me and everybody else that the knowledge that we have, is our income. We need to pass it on to the next generation, whatever it is. So it lives on, and lives on. Because the one thing and I've realized over the last several years, especially since the plane crash, is these younger folks are very intelligent. In fact, they're probably smarter than you and me put together. But what they don't have is they don't have wisdom. And you can't get wisdom without experience. And how do you get experience? You have to, it takes a while to get experience. So what people like you and me can offer people is the years we have behind us, we've developed wisdom and we can look at insights maybe differently than we did maybe when we're 25 or 35 years old and give them, and hopefully when I talk about compressing decades into days, because one thing that my mentor did for me is this. I use his wisdom and his insights and helped me in my sales career very rapidly become a top producer because he compressed the decades of his insights down to minutes and days for me. So that's a long-winded answer, but hopefully that serves.
0: No, so true, and uh, I'm already having goosebumps <laughs> before we even go to the goosebumps question. So this is a wonderful insight, and it's so true. It's uh, you know, it just comes all together, kind of like uh, giving uh, back to the next generation and also honoring and uh, being there for them. And so that's it's a. I love the principle of of mentorship in uh, in general. So thank you for sharing this beautiful uh, story, rarely told. So thank you. And- You're welcome. And so this brings me to my final question. It's a personal one. When was the last time you experienced goosebumps with your family and why?
1: The last time with my family. That's a great, great question. I would, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what that day was. And at first it wasn't about me, but then it became a bigger thing. So a long story short, when I after the plane crashed and I was speaking, I was probably, initially I was primarily speaking to uh, churches and chamber of conferences in local areas. And I was asked to speak at a local church by a friend who was a pastor there. She knew my wife and me. She asked me to speak on Palm Sunday, which was a big Sunday. Um, and I don't whether you believe in a bigger, a lot, big, greater being or not, it's a big Sunday for those who do believe. And I, I agreed and I told my wife, you have to come hear me speak. And she never heard me speak before. She probably thinks I talk too much anyway. But long story short was t- my time to speak. I had a picture that I show in churches It's about God's hands holding up the plane. And what happened was this, is I, I was actually breaking down before the service even began. I was very emotional. It was, it was, a, it was a big day for me. And my wife looked at me like, do you cry every time? Right? You talk? It's like, she's like, give me the business right there in church, right? And I was like, no, I'm all right. But I spoke, and then these two young people came up in the middle of my talk and looked at this picture. One said, "He's this is a miracle," and the other one said, "He's a miracle man." And they both went back and sat down in their seats. I looked at my wife; she was crying because she finally got it—that you know what happened to me not only impacted me, but it impacted so many other people around the world that you will never, ever have the opportunity to probably meet. And that's probably the point that I got goosebumps. My family got goosebumps because she could actually see, people could actually just see how it impacted these two young men. And yeah, you don't know where it's going to take them in life, right? Hopefully it stays with them. But at least in that moment, they saw a miracle. And I think that was the last, that's probably the last time that we had that moment all together. It's like, wow, this is why dad does what dad does, you know?
0: Well, that's very deep and mission accomplished. Yay. I, I'm already having a service, and I'm very moved by uh, this story, because it also shows that, you know, you know these two two young uh, people, they might have that as a memory forever and uh, reminisce in it in a way that we are doing right now. And uh, it serves a purpose. And uh, it's just kind of like also shows the circle goes around. So thank you, Dave, for sharing this um, amazing goosebumps moment also. For our conversation. Um, it was a pleasure talking to you and appreciate very much the knowledge and insights you share with us today.
1: Well, thank you. That's one of the reasons what you just said is why it's so important for people like you and me to be able to do what we're doing is because this will live on. You don't know. Somebody maybe in Australia or Ukraine may hear this one day, right? And all of a sudden impact them and something clicks and all of a sudden they are they're on their mission. So thank you for what you're doing likewise.
0: No, thank you. Having a double goosebumps shower right now again. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, and it was my pleasure. Thank Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. And as always, energizing results to you and your loved ones. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on Apple Podcast, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information ube.corn.com